Hello, I'm Mark Williams, and earlier in 2021, Gethin Ellis and myself started the Fit Podcast. Here at GethinEllis.com and Wide End Limited, we know that whilst physical fitness is essential, our mental health is vital too. And our Fit Podcast is all about putting the human back into technology, aka Fit. Building on us all coping during unprecedented times in Series 1. Available on our website, www.gethinellis.com, and YouTube, search for Gethin Ellis. We felt in Series 2, it might help us all to hear more thoughts and advice from normal, everyday humans just like you. So we're again speaking with a range of humans in technology, business, consulting, and other areas to hear what they've learned and how they intend to apply that experience in dealing with today's challenges and their futures. Okay, um, we're back on with uh, the Fit Podcast in here in Series 2, and welcome to Jane Logie. Jane, welcome. Thanks, Mark, for inviting me along. Well, it's a pleasure. Obviously, you and I have, um, you know, we've, we've worked together a little bit, you know, in, in, in years gone by. And, and now you're, um, and I've seen what you've, what you've been doing. You know, you're, you're um, a highly regarded independent consultant, specializing in transformation, you know, type stuff, I think. And I'm sure we'll, we'll probably have a little bit of a chat about uh, maybe, maybe how you see things and maybe how some of your clients see things as, as we go through this, um, this interview. But um, uh, you're also an author, which you've been very, um, very coy about in 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 our off 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 camera uh, off camera dialogue. We may talk about that as well. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, so just a nice easy opener to to begin with. Um, however, however you want to do this, just just tell uh, tell us tell me a little bit about about yourself and um, perhaps what you've done over the years a little bit or, or personal or, or or business wise and, and and what you're doing now. Of course. Okay. So 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 as you said, I'm a, an independent consultant. Um, and these days, I, I tend to help organisations to do things. It's quite straightforward. The, f- the first is I help them to either initiate or turn around or deliver strategic programmes of work, uh, transformation type work. Uh, or uh, secondly, I help them to design and implement new operating models for change in IT, usually where you know there's been a you know some sort of uh, need for an increased level of capability and pace and energy uh, and where you know tinkering around the edges is not going to get there where you know kind of um, those functions need to be rethought through in order to deliver what well deliver the agenda that that the company has so that's essentially what I do Uh, my background is um I've been in change in one, one form or another 30 years. I'm, I'm old, uh, hence the, the grey hair. Um, I started out with UPS many, many moons ago before they came into the UK and did their big expansion. Um, I was lucky to get involved through that expansion in all sorts of change activities. Uh, I got to spend a year with them designing their international systems uh, out in Atlanta in America. Uh, I then came back and helped implement those new systems across Europe. Um, I then joined Legal and General, spent many years there, helping transform all parts of their business. Uh, yeah, and m- more recently, the last sort of seven years, I've, I've been working through other organisations, helping them to do stuff that's, you know, big and complex. Um, and, and yeah, my sweet spot is you know, big change. So so I'm not the sort of person you call in to just do a big important project. That's not my, my sweet spot. My sweet spot is 
We want to create a new business model, uh, open up a new line of value to the organization, attack a new market, merge with another business. So it's, it's proper transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm very pleased you said that, actually, um, because I think yeah, we'll, maybe we'll talk about this as we as we move forwards. But, you know, lots of organizations say they want to transform. And I'm not sure they will mean that. But um, I also want to, to ask you, though, about about your about your book and, and what what, in, what inspired you to write. I've, I've read it and, you know, I've commented on it and I really enjoyed reading it. And, I, and, I, and I, I'd like to say something once you've said whatever you're going to say, you know, oh. about that about that book but it seems to me as though um you, you you're generally setting out to try and give some real good practical guidance to you know to to, to people and, and is that is that how you how you intended it that is exactly it so 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 i would be happy if just one person somewhere read my book spotted something that they could um you know, that seemed similar to a situation they were facing into. And they thought, wow, I now know what's going on here and I can do something about it. So, yes, uh, everywhere I've gone over the last goodness knows how many years helping do this transformation type work, I come across the same sort of problems over and over again. I'm connected with people like you, you know, yeah. really good practitioners in the community. We all share our stories. And, you know, again, the same things come up time after time. And, and yeah, the book was, uh, I wanted to write about those common causes of failure, because I, I just feel that uh, after all these years, we know enough about what goes wrong to share that with each other so that we stop, stop programs from falling into the same holes. So yes, it's trying to in a, in a way, trying to give something back, I suppose, to the profession, uh, and to provide some insights. I, I hope you do, I hope you don't get offended by what I'm, what I'm about to say. Right, no, that's a good segue, isn't it? Um, so, so I read the book, uh, and um, you, you, you know, you, your place in the market is different to my place in the market. You know, as you as you said, right, the, you know, right a few minutes ago, you're you're you are doing those really quite strategic transformational stuffs. My sweet spot probably more, on the other hand, is more okay. You've got a big project to do, and you need to get it done, um, or, or maybe a big program to do, and you need to get it done. Not quite the same, you know, overlap, yes, perhaps, but but not quite the same same area as, as you. Um, but obviously. Some of the techniques are uh, are similar, you know, across both. And I, so I'm reading it as a, as a, I like to think, a practitioner, and I'm going, oh yeah, fine. You need to get, you know, you need to get a, a steering committee, and they need to have the right people. And then I stopped, and after about I don't know how many, uh, 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 not chapters, because the, 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 you had about five chapters if I recall it, but how many sections in that first chapter? And I thought, no, hang on, a Mark, just a minute. This is actually really just because I know this stuff, right? And yes. frankly, I need reminding about it from time to time too. Doesn't mean yes. to say that anybody else does. And then, I, then I, it, it, that that point, and I don't know what triggered that point in my mind, but it was a real sort of, um, it was a real sort of um, epiphany moment. I, was, I suppose I'm thinking, do you know what? Actually, and I meant it when I said on the comments. Um, Yes, yes, it, it, it is. It is simple, straightforward stuff, and you, you've got the, you know, you've got the sort of good examples and the bad examples in 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 there, and a checklist of things that need to be done at each stages. And I, and and you know, I, I know you're not saying do all the things I say in this book, and your every project will be a success. That's not what you're saying. But but actually, when when, when I looked at it, I thought, you know what, that's that is it, because most people don't do this for a living. And they don't know, so that's what I wanted to say about the book. And it's a really good read. So we'll we'll um, we'll put a comment to it in in the in the in the uh, in the links at some point. But um, it, 
that's fab. And can I just say that it wasn't written, although I really appreciate, you know, um, you reading the book and stuff, it wasn't really written for practitioners like us. Um, because we do know this stuff. We, we do know it. It was written. So, so I wanted to write it for busy executives in companies that, you know, were maybe CEOs, C COOs, CMOs, CROs, whatever the, the C-suite you are, part of the C-suite you are, uh, as a way to open their eyes to the sort of things that they need to concern themselves with when they're thinking about embarking on a transformation and to give them you know, a set of questions that perhaps they could pose to their transformation leadership team, you know, or, or their program team um, as a way to help them sort of unpack what's going on with their transformation program. And I don't think you, you might you might have noticed through it as well. There's lots of bits in there about what you really shouldn't be doing when you're a busy executive. You know, by, by being an engaged executive, I don't mean meddling in the yeah. project and its plan. Yeah. It's kind of like what I mean is being visionary, visionary, building a coalition support, all the things you should be doing. So, so it's built, it's built not for us, although it's lovely and I'm so grateful you've read it. It's built for executives that are not practitioners. Well, for you know, for just as you know, for, for all for anybody listening and you know and, and reading, you know, this this uh, as and when it as and when it comes out. Frankly, uh, yes, it is it is clearly targeted at, at, at that level, but it's a good read, I think, for anybody that's wanting to do any kind of initiative, small or, or large, because there's a lot of pointers in, in in there that you you can pick up. So, I, I genuinely, genuinely, it was a really good read. I enjoyed it, and I'll read it again as well when I need to in about three months' time, probably when I need to kick off the next thing. But um, <laughs> we will see. So. Um, just moving this on a little bit, then. Just, just we, 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 we've written this question. I don't know why we write it like this. As tell it, you know, thinking about the last year because it's not the last year. It's nearly two years now since we've all been, you know, uh, 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 subsumed into the um, into the challenges of uh, of COVID and, and 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 various other things as well. You know, within within that period, um, and uh, the, I mean, the question's written: what, what lessons will, will will you take forward, and how do you see these being being delivered? But whether that's um, you know you you uh, opining on your clients, for example, because obviously you know you, you and you and I are both consultants, so um, yes, maybe we we need to take some lessons forward. But more often than not, it's you know we, there's there's yeah. one or two of us, so there's not not hundreds of us in in, in a business. So what what are your thoughts on the on the last you know eighteen months or so, and 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 what needs to be thought about more and taken forwards more yeah so 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 there's two things um that that strike me so i have been on um a self-funded sabbatical writing and doing you know publishing activity but um i have been uh, interacting with various networks and you know past clients and potential future clients over that period and um what i think i've seen is i, I think i've seen a move to a slightly more adult way of working okay uh, you know, we, we, we've enabled people because of COVID to work and live, I think, a little bit more harmoniously, but, you know, managing to balance their work and their home. And I think we've become more accepting of uh, people having lives beyond, you know, beyond the office. So it's quite normal to see people's dogs and kids in the background. And, you know, people kind of tend to know now what people's kids and families look like, which I'm, I'm not sure they did before. So... There's something here that's really awesome about how technology has been so quickly deployed, although it was on the agendas of many companies, but it's been quickly deployed. And how, how as a people we have, you know, adopted and changed and 
and got used to and I think quite quickly relaxed a bit into you know kind of this new more more uh, empowered uh, more self-directed way of working I'm not sure that's the same for everybody and I know there are people that aren't fans of it but I think there's something in there not to be lost you know I think it'd be a shame if we lose it and then and then um the second thing linked to that is just the pace and energy that COVID forced upon us, you know, to change. I think that shouldn't be lost. You know, we're all a bit slow, in my opinion, when it comes to change. Yeah. And the third is, um, and it's a subject that I'm really into, is it's this idea of connectedness. So, you know, life's changed. We're not all in the office together. We're in different places at different times, doing different things, you know, meeting maybe over Zoom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, connectedness as a, as a capability set has become even more important. So knowing who you need to c- stay connected with and creating opportunities, connecting the right ways about the right things, you know, whether that's within your organisation, beyond the boundaries of your organisation. Um, so I think that whole bit around, you know, connectedness and needing to be really good at managing that. I think if you if you've got if you've got that capability in this in this new world that's been created, I think you're gonna shine. I I uh, many years ago, before before I came to work um at LNG where where we where we both were, um uh, in a good time before that, I was working for BT. And uh, I remember uh, one of the first things that my my then uh, I was in a, a sort of commercial salesy type uh, you know a salesy and delivery type role. But um, I remember him saying to me, "The hardest job is not selling to your clients. The hardest job is getting BT to do what you want it to do. And to that, you need to know people. And obviously, BT was a huge you know huge organisation. You know, fifteen to one, no, more than twelve, whatever that was, twenty odd years ago when I was you know when I was working there." Um, and the organisation that we, you know, both worked for wasn't anywhere near that big, but nevertheless still had whatever it was, seven or eight thousand, I think, people working for it. Um, you know, and and knowing your way around is actually quite important. And I don't just mean that within the organisation, because I think I, th- I quite like that word connectedness. I think I, I think that maybe we'll talk about this in a, in a little while. That that absolutely helps as to how you get something done, as opposed to what to get done. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and it's it's um it's creating people, it's connecting people with people and people with things and teams with teams and I just think yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it's something we did before, but it's something that you've got to be super good at now, uh, and you have to put a bit more thought into it perhaps than you have in the past. But uh, and yes, I do agree. You know, BT must have been absolutely massive. But you're right. Even in our days at LNG, and you're right. I think it was about seven thousand employees. You know, if you wanted to get something done, you needed to know who to go to, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you you certainly did. You, you're talking a little bit. Um, sort of moving us on into the, into the ne- into the next question you're talking a little bit about um uh essentially the the pace and adopt and adoption of technology change a, a few minutes ago do do you think this is not this is not ex- uh, explicitly about say it help desks but but it could it could be about that but do you think um users have grown in confidence in their use of technology you know since we've all been forced in you know in, into that um and and what the what might the consequences of that be well, you know, that's really interesting, isn't it? And I did think about this last night. And, uh, yeah, I do think so. So, so you know, grandparents using Zoom, online shopping for all, um, 
yeah, I think people have been forced, you know, who wouldn't naturally have done it. And for people who perhaps uh, were more tech savvy, they've perhaps just embraced it even further, you know. Um, I, I think that it's a positive thing in general. Um, you know, the ecosystems that are being created now, again, talking about connectedness are so connected. So if you can get with the tech, it expands your capability you know, exponentially. So, so, so yes, it's important. Um, I do, I do hope there's a longer-term impact of you know, kind of us getting more um, aligned in terms of getting ahead in terms of technology. But I'm not quite sure at this point whether, you know, kind of I understand emotionally the impact of what's been going on. You know, kind of how this new, you know. Uh, technically enabled interaction compares to human interaction and what's really important to us as humans so but yeah I think confidence has improved and people are doing more including grandparents and small children and everything and certainly in a business context long may it survive um, but I'm not quite sure about the yeah the human impact whether there will be one and whether that will be at some point uh, uh, negative I'd like to explore that just a little bit further. Um, you know, I, I do want to say, you know, the, the words Zoom and Hoover are, are now, you know, the, the words for, for each. Well, Hoover always was, wasn't it? You know, when I don't, I don't think even our, our friend Mr. Dyson has, has quite managed to usurp that that particular word as yet. But, but maybe he's getting there. Um, but Zoom clearly, you know, uh, you know, is 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 the word, is it? You know, despite what Microsoft would would, would like you to use, you, you can't help it. it. It is Zoom. One of the things, what what, was, what you put into my mind then when you were talking about um, the emotional side of things. Unfortunately, I've mentioned BT on this, and I've mentioned BT to myself during during this. There was a time, certainly in my career, where um, I'd be looking at my emails on on Sunday mornings and well into the night, and and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was it wasn't just you know every now and again; it was every bloody week, frankly. And you and. Uh, uh, I actually started working at BT before email. That's not a good thing to admit, but t- taking that on on as on on, on as a point, um, uh, it seems to me as though um, back in the day, for certain organisations, there was almost an expectation that you had to be online, uh, shall we say, you know, in order in order to, to progress. I think what you were saying um, earlier was about. Um, do you know, it's nice that you can go for a walk with your dog during the middle of the day if you want to, and people are a bit more accepting of that, and all and all that all that goes with that. That's a good. That's definitely a good thing. And then we've been talking a little bit then about the emotional side of this, and and, and I do wonder. I think I think I think I share your concern. I wonder whether we are, you know, on on the curve of change that we, that we both know about. I wonder where we are on that curve of change, and and you know, you don't want it to revert back to what I just described about you know emails on a Sunday morning, really, do you? But oh. uh, unfortunately, with all this technology, it, it is everywhere. You know. Yeah. It is. I mean, I have seen an example of one organisation which I can't mention, but um, where I saw, you know, the new technology and the new connectedness being used in a way that I thought was quite, quite harmful from a human perspective. So, you know, Zoom meetings starting or Teams meetings starting at seven in the morning and finishing at seven at night, and you know, people still online sharing documents at you know ten o'clock and to be frank, not going out walking the dog for lunch. So it wasn't like it was a, well, I'll take time when I need and put in time when you need. It wasn't a win-win type scenario. So, so 
Yeah, I think there are great examples, you know, where people have done, as we say, you know, they've kind of found a way to live more harmoniously around their home and their work and be more adult. But there's also been some bad misuse, you know, and, and I, I just hope that, you know, um, uh, over time, uh, the practices normalise, you know, and uh, but it would be nice to think they normalise around that adult way of working rather than a, yeah, that old fashioned. I mean, I, I was there too, you know. I joined you. I joined um, Legal and General when they still had punch cards. Um, <laughs> I'm that old, um, but yeah, I hope they don't normalise around, you know, ten o'clock at night and you know reading emails at three in the morning if they hit. You. I don't think that's healthy for anyone. Don't think it's productive. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 my um, children are. I've got three boys. They're, they're 23, 26, and 29. So they're you know the early stages of their of their respective careers. So I'm not, not going to mention which organisations they're working with or names or anything like that. But what well, I, I guess um, perhaps just to, to close that that point off, I'm living in a degree of, of hope where what what I'm seeing is that they're valuing different things to perhaps. I don't, I'm not saying you and I value the same things, but perhaps the sorts of things that either you know we value, we thought we valued back then, or you know we, we were we were encouraged to value, um, you know, back back then in the day. So so maybe there, you know, maybe there's something there that's uh, that's balancing out, you know, that that the um, the work, the attractiveness of the workplace and, and and the models that they need to have in there to to achieve that, perhaps. Well, I'd like to I'd like to think you're correct. Yeah, we'll see. So, um, just in closing off the uh, part part one, then uh, Jane, what's the best piece of business or career advice that you've been given? Can I only give you one? You can. <laughs> oh, I've got to give you more than one. So, 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 um, uh, a long, long time. Only ago, give one, or you can give me one or more. That's the answer to that question. No, you can give me as many as you like. Yeah. So, 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 uh, many years ago, when I worked for United Parcel Service UPS, I had a fantastic boss there. Uh, who used to say everything, everything was about selling, not telling. So sell, not tell. Uh, it's just stuck with me my whole life. Uh, we all know that telling people what to do, especially when you're doing change, just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so, so, so if you haven't got if you haven't got any selling skills, go and go and get yourself some selling skills because we we all need to be selling all the time, every day, whether yeah. that's ourselves, our ideas, selling into opportunities. Uh, you know, we have to we have to be able to sell if we and we have to be able to get people to buy us and the things, our ideas, uh, if we want to make a difference. So, yep. so tell. And then my dad, I've got to talk about my dad. Uh, I talk about him in my book a lot. Um, he, he taught me. He just said, do the right thing and you know what's right, even when, you know, it's not always easy or popular. Yep. Uh, and, you know, that stuck with me as well. And. Yeah, I've had to do some things that have not been popular during my career. But, you know, yeah, from a values perspective, I've known that it's the right thing to do. And and yeah, it, it, it's it's never let me down. It's never let me down. I think I think uh, there's something about being comfortable in your own skin in that, isn't there? If you if you if, if at the end of the day, you know, you if, whether it's right or wrong is, is not the point. If you if you're happy that that's right. And, and you know, you be polite to speak the truth as you see it. If you if you see what I mean, then you know, I think there's I think there is there's definitely something in there. Okay, great. Well, that that brings us to the close of part one uh, of of our chat with uh, with with Jane. We'll be back shortly um, with part two. 